anyone here even real? Am I the only real person on Earth? The same thing we do every night, Pinky. Try to take over the world. It doesn't matter who we are. What matters is our plan. And welcome to Briefly, podcast by 2Can Advertising. I'm your host, Luke Jones. Um, this is our first episode of Briefly, so I just wanted to kind of give an overview of what the format will be, uh, kind of what we're, our goal is with this thing, um, and I'll introduce our, our guest, our very first guinea pig guest. Um, so Briefly is essentially a podcast where we talk shop and strategy with marketers, leaders, and creatives uh, about their philosophies, stories, challenges they face along the way, all kind of focused around marketing. Uh, and, you know, the goal is to keep this brief. I'm going to give you a brief on how our guests views their marketing philosophies um, and really just dig into a conversation about strategy and marketing and branding. Um, so without further ado, our first guest is none other than my father, Leif Jones. Um, so Leif Jones, he's, he's been around for a while. He's a, he's an experienced veteran in the marketing industry. Um, and, and really a lot of what I do revolves around what I've learned from him. Um, he has over 30 years of experience in marketing, management, and planning. Um, he has a lot of background in the healthcare industry, which we'll talk about um, a little bit here. Um, but really, our goal is to, to talk with you uh, about to, how to explore your brand and how to share with our listeners um, you know, what you do and how you do it. And you know, many organizations have their own way of looking at their goals and their objectives, strategies, targeting their audiences. Uh, but everyone in every industry is selling something. So whether it's a product, service, idea, time, space, advice, whatever it is, we're all selling something. Um, and there's something that we can always learn from each other about how we sell, how we position, how we market ourselves. So really briefly is an exercise where guest, host, and listener all learn how we position ourselves. Um, essentially, it's an interview a strategy discussion, a learning experience, all rolled into one. Um, so, Leif, Dad, are you ready to briefly brief us? Yes. Glad to be here. Thanks. Well, first of all, before we kind of jump into the questions, uh, if you could just tell us a little bit about you know how you got here, what your background is, uh, and what's, what's your story? Well, um, my background is in marketing and advertising. I did that for, for years and uh, actually wound up in the healthcare industry doing that initially. Um, that led me into strategic planning, business planning, strategy, and uh, went into business uh, for myself uh, early on and uh, did consulting in those areas for quite a few years and then wound up actually working with a client um, sticking with them for a few years in, in a CEO position um, and actually taking on more operational duties as well. But then there's just recently getting back into my first love, which is marketing, strategic planning, uh, management strategy. And I've been able to kind of tie it all in together now that I've been doing all of this for over 30 years. Fantastic. So whenever, you know, part of your big part of your business is doing planning for companies, so, you know, how do you approach setting those goals and letting, you know, teaching people how they can achieve their goals and facilitating that? Um, if you could just walk us through your process for for planning and, and goal setting. Well, it's a pretty simple process, but it's uh, there's a lot of steps and it requires a lot of hard work. But the simplicity of it is just focusing 
companies, individuals, um, businesses on a vision, um, a vision not only in the future of how they, you know, of, of the, the business goals that they have, the profitability, obviously, from a business standpoint, but how they want to be seen, how they want to be identified, what they want their brand to be, um, how they want to be seen by stakeholders. And taking that vision, saying that's all well and good, but now we have to back up and ask the hard questions, and that is, what do, uh, based on that vision and in light of that vision, what are we doing well, and where do we need to improve? And that's where product development comes in, uh, whether it is a service or an actual tangible product, and helping them walk step by step through those processes um, to identify what's it going to take for us to get there, what kind of investment do we have to make, and what kind of modifications do we have to make to reach that vision. Excellent. Um so of all the marketing tactics that you have recommended for your clients and have implemented yourself, um, which ones have you found have yielded their best results? You know, I know we talk about a lot about strategy um, being, you know, the most more important factor over tactics. And a lot of people get caught up in tactics. But have there been any successes that you've seen um, in certain tactics you've used or are you more tactic agnostic? No, I think that I do. I do caution, and I think that's a good way to put it. A tactic agnostic. I think um, I do caution folks for just zeroing in, and there's a silver bullet tactic that makes all the difference with everything you've done. But I think if I look back in historically, and uh, with healthcare, for example, and hospitals, and working with physician practices, similar to what you're doing right here, we used television initially uh, for in that. Um, that um, news format kind of educational approach uh, in healthcare, and because it was it was tough to figure out how do you promote a hospital without just uh, coming across too too um, too from a sa- too salesy right. so to speak, and uh, getting education and information out to folks is a way to establish credibility, and I think that we're seeing that carried over the same concepts in blogs. Um, in vlogs and all of those type of things that we do, um, we're seeing this. And even in, in public speaking, those type of things, anytime you have an opportunity to, to establish credibility and to focus on something, this is not a new concept to focus on things people are interested in from a content standpoint. And that's how you're going to keep them connected to you. Those ideas go back to advertorials in print mm-hmm. and uh, television infomercials, those type of things. When they were really good content and really good focused, regardless of the vehicle, they draw the customer to you and you have credibility and you're seen as the resource for that service or for that product. Right. And I think that's, I mean, thought leadership is essentially, you know, it's a buzzword now, but it's what you're talking about in terms of really just investing in high quality production um, in original content and not just a mass market appeal. Right. It seems like these days there's so many resources like this, like a podcast, where you are able to answer questions that you know your consumers have. Um, so yeah, I think that's a great point. It's not necessarily a tactic, I think, but a, I think a there's philosophy. also it's also acknowledging the skepticism on the consumer's part, right, and the market. And when you respect that concept, that idea of skepticism, then you're pushing yourself to better content, right. Because you're thinking, gosh, they're not going to listen to this just to hear a sales pitch. They need to be able to relate it 
uh, to something that's going to help them in their in their business or their personal life. Yeah, I feel like people just have people have radars now for cheesy sales pitches, and right. we tune them out. I right. Mean, that's why TV has gone the way. So it has. even though the vehicles have changed, the tactics have changed, the types of media have changed, the concept is still the same, which is good content. Yeah, absolutely. So kind of along those lines, speaking to our audience as if they are real people, you know, thought leadership is answering questions that your consumer has, um, whether it's for your company itself or for your clients, how do you handle honing in on that right target audience? Well, how do you find those people without, you know, saying that everyone's your target audience? Because we, I think we talked about this before, how many companies, especially if they're B2C, think that everyone is their target audience. Right. I think you had a pretty good metaphor you were talking about earlier. And that's one of the biggest mistakes that, that custom, that we, we make that mistake out of fear because it's like, um, well, I don't want to, I don't want to turn a customer away just because you're deciding who your target customer is. Doesn't always mean you're going to turn away someone who's not your target customer. It's deciding what I help clients understand is it's, it's deciding where you're going to put your resources. Right. It's deciding who you're going to let define how you, how you put your product together. Those are the two questions. It's not saying who you're not willing to do business with. And sometimes I think people misunderstand that. It's saying, if I only have this much time and this many dollars, where's my highest payoff? Right. That's who your target customer is. That helps people answer that question better. But the other question to ask is, who are you going to listen to in defining, redefining, modifying, improving your product because you don't want to listen to everybody everybody's opinion is not equal you've got to decide so you put those two factors together and where there's an overlay of of who's going to be your highest payoff and who do you really want input from to refine and define your product that's your that's your target customer and that's where you need to spend your energy because even if it's not money as i hear people say all the time well social media is not that expensive i, I should just be on every platform it is expensive. It's expensive from the standpoint, even if you're doing free, even if you're using the free opportunity, you're putting time and energy into it. And you also are putting your brand out there where it may not be need to be. And so sometimes not targeting the right customer is not only wasting resources, but it's putting your brand in a bad light. Right. You can't commit all the way. That's right. Don't overcommit. Um, and kind of along those same lines, we had discussed, you know, a question about, this is probably more for um, a, a company or a brand itself, but if you had to distill your brand message or your sales pitch into 10 words or less, um, how would you do it? What would you say? And that's a question that I think people have to ask themselves, but I think you had a good point in our earlier conversation um, about how it's your goal to push people to find that nugget of truth. Right. It's uh, My goal, what I think is... What separates me as a company, I think, is that I'm not trying to sell myself that I'm an expert on your industry. Right. But what I can do is I have the tools and the experience and I think the, the, the comfort level now to challenge your questioning, to challenge questions you're asking yourself, your team, each other, um, to ask your customers and, to, and what do you do with that information um, in a way to, to make your product better, to make you better, um, and and those things, if you do those properly, then the tactics and the strategies from that, the tactical things that you decide to do, 
the way you promote yourself, the way you market yourself, those answers become a lot easier if you get those first tough questions really answered. Um, and I also bring to the table from experience, I think, and comfort level again, um, of being able to challenge people to, and, and even conversations with one another in the business, uh, trying to come to consensus, whether they're partners or they're C-suite type executives that may see things differently. How do we focus on a vision that pulls us together and that we can come together on instead of, instead of disagreeing? Right. Um, you know, I think at the end of those projects, you know, once you've gotten people to really understand where they need to be headed and who their audience is and what message they should be pushing out there, um, how do you know when you've done your job well? What's the, what's the marker of success for you after a good project? Well, I think obviously you want your customer to be happy with your service. Mm-hmm. But I think what you have to push yourself in my business and to say, what does that really mean? Because it's one thing if they get along with me, they like with me, they like the process. But that's not necessarily helping them achieve their goal if it's just because you do those things. That's just cause, that's just good customer service. Mm-hmm. I think that you have to be able, especially with my, from my standpoint, you have to be able to see that you put them on the track to get toward that vision that they really set out with initially and that they have a comfort level, that they're moving in the right direction and that they're willing to put all everything they need to put behind it to get to that. Um, obviously, the end result is where you'd like to be, but I don't always get to see the end result because sometimes I'm just involved in the planning. Mm-hmm. But if I know that I've put them on a track with good implementation and they're very solid with specific, tangible, quantifiable goals that they know that they're they're targeting and a comfort level that they'll have to keep revising and listening. A benchmark, um, essentially. That, that, that gives me satisfaction. Yeah. Um, so a little bit, Backing up a little bit here, um, in terms of the marketing industry itself, what do you what are your thoughts on the future of the industry? What what do you see as where we're heading in terms of the tactics we use, our, our mindsets? Um, what do you think about the future of marketing? I think that obviously you could talk with people who really know much more about it than I do about the technology and where that's where those things are heading. Artificial intelligence, there's just it's it just blows your mind at what the data driven uh, technology driven opportunities are in marketing. But I caution folks to say don't if you don't get don't don't go down that road too far, worried too much about understanding and everything about that because although the tactics and the tools have changed and there are many more to choose from and there are different ones. The concept, the formula for good planning, good solid business planning, good solid market planning is still the same as it was 20 years ago or 40 years ago. It is identifying, you know, who we want to be, what our product is, listening to our target customer, finding out, you know, profitability wise, what our price points are, our promotional strategies are just how do we reach that customer? And Although the venues have changed, the medium, the media has changed, the, the platforms have changed, the strategy is still the same. You still have to know with each one of those. If you decided to, to focus on a particular social media platform, you still have to know how you're reaching a target customer with that. Uh, just being visible 
on that platform is sometimes could be a waste of time for you. Mm -hmm. And also it could be putting your brand in the wrong place. But if you stay focused on the formula that's not changed, the good, solid strategy formula that's not changed, then you can learn which which vehicles work the best for you and then learn about those. But where people get to me sidetracked is they feel like they have to do everything and be everywhere. And they're not owning any particular thing that they're doing. Right. Um, and they may not even be doing it really well. And if you're, again, going back to resources, if your time and your money is limited, and it is for everybody, it may just be different levels of limitation, you have to be targeted. And you are not only targeted about your audience, but you have to be targeted of how which vehicle is going to most effectively reach that audience. And if you can stay focused on those simple questions, you won't get so confused and frozen. Uh, and that's what happens to a lot of folks. They get They freeze up. There's just so much out there that they feel like they have to learn. You don't have to learn everything about everything. You just have to learn how to reach your customer the best way. Right. I think you're right in the fact that people do get caught up in that either they're get they at a standstill because they don't know what to do, or they they're frozen or they burn out because they just go. Or they do a little on bit on everything, which is one of the worst things you can do. Right, and that has been true. Forever, when people, you know, 30 years ago, when people thought, I have to be radio, I have to do billboards, I have to do TV, I have to do everything. So they had a little bit of money and a little bit of time, and they did every one of them poorly. Right. And so it's the same problem now. It's just different tools and different tactics. And I think the fact that, like you said, social media is free. And a lot of people view that as, well, if it's free, I might as well invest my time into it, but not necessarily. Different audiences respond to different platforms and like yeah, you said, and you're you still talking about limited resources. So nothing is free if I'm taking away my time or my money that I could be putting in a more targeted way and spending it here. I'm wasting. And so I don't believe any media is free. Yeah, You have to use, even if it's publicity, you're trying to gain. You still have to put time and energy into what you're doing, and you still could be you know, still reaching folks you don't need to reach. Or paying to reach folks you don't need to reach or, or wasting your time and energy on folks you don't need to reach when you could be far, focusing on, on folks that are going to make a difference for you. Definitely. Um, so kind of along those same lines in terms of the future of marketing, um, what is a trend that you're seeing in your particular industry that you think uh, will affect how you communicate with your audience? So is there anything that you've noticed um, with how people are communicating um, any trends in those areas? I think it's, it goes back to what we talked about before, but applying it to my business, it's the exci- it's exciting to me to be able to be using uh, vehicles like this one, like you're doing with this, and uh, taking speaking engagements to a different level, uh, blogs, vlogs, uh, things that, that you are putting information out there and and sharing with customers in a way, the challenge is how do you do that as a consultant uh, to engage your potential customer in such a way that they are following you and they're staying connected with you and that they're coming to you. There's kind of a pull strategy where where you're pulling them to you because of information and credibility that you've established using these venues. But you have to build in ways for them to engage with you to do that. And so I think it's exciting and it's challenging all at the same time to figure out how to use those vehicles. And in, in a way we haven't even done yet, 
I think a lot of retailers, consumer-driven product companies have figured out how to engage a tribe of folks to follow them and to engage with them and that type of thing. But as a consultant, how do you do that from a business-to-business standpoint? As There's just all kinds of new opportunities out there for that, and I think that's a trend that we're going to spend more time on. Yeah, it also goes back to personal branding, too. You know, we talk a lot about companies branding themselves, but these days, as a one-man show, you know, for now, <laughs> or however, however you are um, in your certain industry, there's a lot of opportunities for you to brand yourself, a lot of tools out there to help you do that. And also the fact that it's a two-way street now. I mean, the fact that we can have somebody directly message you on Twitter or, you know, on Instagram or, you know, even just talk to you on you know, through Facebook Messenger, something that was not necessarily as accessible as, as it is And I today. think we have to do what good brands have done too, and that is push away and move away from jargon in what we do mm-hmm. because – we use terminology like, oh, he's a marketing consultant or he does strategic planning. And I have to realize that even to a lot of business customers, those terms can mean so many different things. But good content, engaging content that folks can tap into, whether they're hearing it live or hearing it in a program like this or reading a blog, is a way for them to start seeing and making something more tangible and say, oh, now I know what he means when he says he does a focus group Mm -hmm. because I read the article about it, not just that it was a bullet on his website. Right. Yeah, and that takes work. (laughs) It takes a lot of work to actually flesh that out and explain it to people um, in a way that's accessible for everyone. Um, So next question is, what challenges have you faced or successes have you seen um, in your marketing efforts or in your clients' marketing efforts that you'd like to share with us? Again, I go back to some of the same things, a loss of lack of focus and a lack of cons- consensus uh, with within organizations and businesses. Um, trying to do, sometimes, like I said, trying to do too many things. Right. Um, and the same thing is true with my business. I'm the same way everyone else is. You can get caught up in your operations and logistics and the business function that you're doing and you lose sight of, what you're really trying to do this for and who you're really trying to reach and who you're really trying to work for. So, and this, and the other thing with me is a comfort level and I'm much more comfortable now at 55 doing this than I was at 25, but enable being able to say, it's not a good fit for me to work with this customer or this client. Mm-hmm. It's not good for them. It's not good for me, you know, for whatever reason. Uh, but it doesn't necessarily fit. And that goes back to just being able to be comfortable in your focus and comfortable in your brand and and who you are. But the other thing is we've already talked about. I think the biggest challenge I'm seeing with clients is either freezing up and doing nothing because there's so many new things or the challenge of trying to do a little bit of all of them, trying to do them themselves, trying to do them in a real halfway kind of way. And sometimes it's actually hurting their brand and it's burning them out. It's frustrating them and it's costing them more time and money than they realize. Right. And the last question we have here is what advice would you give to the next batch of new and up and coming employees or marketers, whether that's entering the workforce, um, you know, as a, as a young adult or as um, shifting into the marketing industry, what do you, what advice would you give someone starting this? scratch now well same advice i gave you part of that is uh, 
accept every opportunity that you can to learn something from. Because some of the opportunities you're going to learn what you don't want to do. But the field is so wide open from public relations to communications to marketing to sales to research. And all of those things are important. And so I'm not saying that's what you'll specialize in, but if you're getting out of school and you've decided, you know, this is the area which you want, that you want to work in, um, be open to the fact that you may take an internship, you may take an opportunity, and you may say, that's not a place I really want to work, but I can learn something from that. And who knows, it may be something that you actually do excel at and do well. But the other thing is to not forget the basics, which is you can have all the expertise, all the knowledge that you want to have, but you've got to have work ethic. And then the other factor is you've got to be able to listen. And we all, in this information age we live in now, we're loving putting information out there, telling everybody what we think, blogging, vlogging, getting information out there. We do the same thing inside the boardroom, and we like to tell everybody what we think. But listening is a key component of marketing and advertising listening to the customer, listening to the business goal, and refining and and being able to answer tough questions and being able to hear things you don't want to hear and improve from those, whether it's individually, as a company, or as, you know, just as a professional. Absolutely. I think there's a lot of advice that, I mean, even I've picked up on, like you said, from just doing different things, putting myself out there, listening to my boss, who's a good boss, listening to a boss that's not a great boss, learning, picking up different pieces from those, which all forms your experience, your kind of, your web of experience that you can use in your next you know, And you adventure. also will have contacts and relationships yeah. from those. You may not stay in that industry. You may not stay in that job. But if you did what you were supposed to do, you'll have good contacts and relationships. And you never know when you're doing something three years from now and you say, gosh, I I don't know where to go for that, but I remember so-and-so I worked with at that company or a vendor that I worked with. And uh, so all those relationships and all those experiences. And sometimes what you learn most about an experience is the bad things. That I don't want to be this kind of boss. I don't want to work in this kind of agency. I don't want to work in this kind of company. Or um, I don't want to make those kind of st- same kind of mistakes with folks who work for me. Definitely. It all it all comes together in some way. Um well, that's all the questions we have. Uh, thank you so much for, for joining us. On well, our thanks for having me. Inaugural. Did a great job as an interviewer. Thank Proud you, of thank you. Thank you. I listened. Thanks. I tried to listen. <laughs> um, well, that's it, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to the first episode of Briefly. Uh, we'll have a lot more to come. Um, and we'd love to hear your thoughts on the episode. So, you know, please leave a comment, uh, you know, as we post this on our website. Um, if, you know, you can always tweet at us at 2 Ads uh, to tell us what you think of the podcast. Thanks so much, everybody. See you next time.